there. You're listening to episode number eight of the Estranged Heart Podcast, and I'm your host, Creed Revere. Welcome back to our returning listeners, and if this is your first time here, thank you for following your curiosity, which led you to the Estranged Heart. As we begin today's episode, I invite you to grab a cup of coffee or tea, settle in, and listen with an open heart. Shall we begin? Uh, As always, a quick disclaimer. I'm not a therapist or a counselor. Nothing within this podcast should be considered or taken as therapy. If you are in need of therapeutic support, such as counseling, please seek out a therapist near you. I wanted to begin today's podcast by giving a couple of shout outs. Um, This past week has been, um, uh, actually the past two, two weeks have been filled with lots of uh, flurry and activity regarding um, the podcast um, and my particular estrangement story. And I wanted to just acknowledge some of those happenings. Um, The first one I'd like to recognize are the estranged adult children who have reached out to me recently. Um, Thank you. Thank you for your direct messages on Facebook, your direct messages on Instagram. Um, I appreciate hearing from you. And I want to say that you are the reason for today's episode. Um, The second shout out goes out to Leslie McShane and her podcast, The New Old You. Um, I was interviewed by Leslie and um, regarding my estrangement experience, and you can listen to that um, episode on her podcast, again, uh, The New Old You. I was also interviewed for um, another on another podcast, uh, again, for my estrangement experience, and that was with Lindsay DeSchwart, and her podcast is called... Um, the Magical Midlife Podcast. And um, so you could listen to my story on her podcast as well. Again, that podcast is called Magical Midlife. And finally, I want to give a shout out to um, Susanna Calvert uh, with the Foundation for Family and Community Healing. I am so, so excited for our collaboration um, and uh, our work together that we are starting and for what the future holds for us as we work together um, to help restore family healing. And I appreciate you um, listening to my story and your support of the Estranged Heart Podcast. Greatly, greatly appreciated. Thank you so much. So as I begin today's episode, we begin every episode with a quote, and today's quote is, assumptions create conflict, curiosity prevents conflict, and satisfies the human need to be seen. And that is by the Secure Relationship, uh, which is on Instagram. I invite you to check check out that uh, Instagram account. It will be worth your while, I think. So, you know, it's, it's funny how it's so hard to see the forest for the trees, right? When you're in it, um, our, only our perspective and our experience 
of what is front and center. Um, it's nearly impossible to get an aerial view of things. Um, and yet, <clears throat> excuse me, that aerial view is what allows us to see the bigger picture and the way out. Um, it's, it's funny that it took me <laughs> going to therapy and then having this podcast for me to remember some parts and pieces of my life that I had forgotten. And not that I had forgotten that they happened. It's just, I didn't, I didn't put, I didn't connect the dots. And you, you, you think, you know, how, how could you forget this? How could you, you talk about estrangement all the time. Um, you have this podcast about estrangement. You run these support groups for estranged um, moms and how could you not remember things that you experienced as a young adult child with her own mom? Um, however, I have been an estranged adult child. And it did not dawn on me that that's actually what those experiences in my life were until very recently. And I think part of that is because when those experiences happened in my life, and I'll get into those in a minute, um, I never, I, I never knew the word estrangement and therefore didn't, did not put it in the same category as estrangement. Um, to me, it was, you know, a time in my life quote, when I didn't talk to my mom and so it was, it was in therapy. And again, you know, kind of in, in a couple of my last sessions um, with my therapist that I was able to say, oh my goodness, there were times in my life when I didn't talk to my mom and oh my gosh, that was an estrangement. So I have been both. I have been an estranged mom and an estranged adult child. And I think it's... I think that is more common than we would like to believe, especially as estranged adult, estranged moms who are adult children have, you know, have removed themselves from our lives. And it's kind of hard to get, to maybe think about, wow, I kind of did that same thing to my mom back in the day, <laughs> you know, may not have lasted forever, may not have been, you know, this, this big horrific event and complete and utter um, rejection. However, there are different levels of estrangement. There are, um, and I'll get into those in a, in a minute as well, but I, I want to preface this, what I'm going to talk about today by saying this, um, again, I never knew that the word, you know, estrangement was what was happening between my mom and I. And I want to say that my mom and I, today have a relationship that is healthy. For years, we did not have a healthy relationship. And it took work on my end first, and then she came around. Now that's not to say that um, it took my, you know, doing my inner work to, to make, to end the estrangement between she and I, that's not what happened. But in order for us to have a healthy relationship, it took me working on myself. 
um, and then being able to have some difficult conversations with my mom and conversations that she was not super happy about, um, but she was able to, to be with them and listen to them. And eventually um, she began to connect the dots and, and realize some things. So I, I just wanted to start off by saying that. Um, and, and I also want to say that if mom, if you're listening today or you listen to this podcast, um, I love you dearly and nothing, nothing in this podcast is to be construed as you doing something wrong or horrible as a parent. Um, we don't know what we don't know. And the, the important piece for me is that today you are open to change and you are open to listening and hearing and making amends and looking at things um, from my perspective rather than just your own. So I love you and um, but I think it's important also for for my listeners um, of this podcast to to understand my own experience and so um, I will share that with you today. Um, and know that this is my experience. It's not my mom's and I don't, um, I, her story is hers to tell and not mine. So let's talk about the, um, you know, defining estrangement again, just because I'm trying to connect these dots for those of us who have kids who have estranged from us. And maybe we've done the same thing to our parents at some point in time in, in our lives. Um, So estrangement is defined as the fact of no longer being on friendly terms or part of a social group. The state of being alienated or separated in feeling and affection, a state of hostility or unfriendliness. It's also defined as having lost former closeness and affection in a state of alienation from a previous close or familial relationship. So with those, with those definitions in mind, um, I think that uh, most of us can say that we have been estranged from someone in our life at some point in time, whether it's a parent, whether it's a child, whether it's a friend, you know, um, an acquaintance, a neighbor, (laughs) you can be estranged from people if you've had a close relationship with them and then you no longer have that. So, and there are different types of estrangement, meaning, um, you know, some people say that estrangement is only if there is absolutely no contact at all between two parties. And I, I don't, I don't agree with that. Um, I think that there are many different levels to estrangement. Yes. There's the complete cutoff, the absolute rejection, no contact at all, no phone calls, no, no text messages, no emails, no, no nothing. Um, but then, then there are different other types of estrangement, such as, you know, like once a year contact where maybe you only see each other at Christmas, or maybe you only have a phone call at Christmas or on a major holiday for your family. Um, where it's kind of, you know, out of obligation that you show up or that you call this one time of year, but the rest of the year, there's no contact. There's no, no closeness, no affection, um, within relationship with one another. 
then there are the, sh- the short versions of estrangement, you know, like the six months with no contact, you know, and then you come back together in relationship and then a year later you're back off again, you know, the on again, off again kind of thing. Um, and then I would like to also say that I think that there's a part of estrangement that um, is the kind that, you know, where somebody just kind of holds you at arm's length and just they they are willing to have a conversation with you you know, these, what I call surface level conversations, they're willing to have that and, and to talk about, you know, everyday things, but nothing deep and, and certainly nothing that um, could potentially resemble conflict. Um, but just, they hold you at arm's length where you can't have that closeness. You can't have that connection with each other. Um, and it's not reciprocal, right? Like, um, one party, you know, holds, holds all the, all the cards, so to speak. And, and saying, well, you can contact me here or under these circumstances or only under, you know, at this time of year for this long or what have you. So I think that, um, there, there are different levels to estrangement. And I, so I think that because of that, oftentimes we can think, well, maybe it's not really estrangement you know, maybe it's, it's really not, maybe it's just somebody's in a bad mood. And I, I, I disagree with that. I think that that is, is actual estrangement. So when did I estrange from my mom? Um, I was in my, the first time I remember estranging from my mom, um, it was in the early 2000 and, um, I was in my mid thirties. I had two children of my own. Um, and there were two different occasions for that um, estrangement. There was one in 2002 and one in 2003. Um, And then there was a third estrangement period of time in 2013. So um, I distinctly remember in 2002, my mom and I had gone somewhere and we were in the car and arguing. And I believe it was about my sister um, because it's just my sister and I um, are the only children my parents had. And there was quite a bit of um, favoritism shown from my parents between my sister and I. And um, I was having this heated conversation with my mom. And I remember telling her, I'll never forget sitting, I was sitting in the driver's seat, you know, and just furious with my mother about something about my sister. And I remember telling my mom, I do not have to have you in my life just because you carry the title of mom. And I remember she was so taken aback and she was mortified. She just, I remember her taking a gasp at, you know, the shock of what I had just said to her. And I remember thinking, I don't, if you can't treat me and talk to me with respect, like you do everybody else, then I I don't need to have you in my life. I don't want to have you in my life. If you were just a friend and didn't carry the title mom, I I wouldn't stand for to be talked to this way or to be treated this way or how, whatever way that I was feeling at the time. And so that was my, my remark to her and she was just taken aback. And so for a period of time, we didn't talk there for a bit. It didn't last for very long that, that initial time. But what's important 
is that it looking back now, that was my way of telling my mom, I need something different from you. I didn't know I didn't know how else to say it. I didn't have the tools or the wherewithal to figure out a different way. I certainly had not been taught anything about healthy conflict resolution. And so my way of of having conflict with people was to yell and scream and try to get my, you know, big be bigger and louder than them to get my point across. And that was that's what was happening with my mom during that that specific occasion. And so it wasn't, you know, hey mom, I'm feeling this way and I, you know, would really appreciate you doing this or that or the other thing. And if you don't, I'm going to estrange from you. That doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. For the most part, adult children don't come to you and have those types of conversations until it gets to the point where it's, you know, then it's just, they, they're at their wits end and they're like, I don't know what else to do but to tell you I'm not going to have you in my life. So, um, the second time I estranged from her was in 2003 and that, that lasted a couple of years. Um, and it was, it was due to, it was due to a family situation that, um, I I unfortunately can't disclose all the details of because it involves one of my daughters and that's not my story to tell. Um, but I will tell you that there was a fracture within our family and um, I did not uh, have any contact with my mom or my sister for several years um, because of that. And um, again, it, it was more or less a, a forced um, estrangement. It was, wasn't necessarily something that I, I chose on my own to do. Um, and then the third time I estranged from her was in 2013. And actually it may have, it wasn't 2013. It was earlier than that. Um, oh my goodness. When was that? Maybe 2011, 2012. Um, and anyway, she had remarried and I was living in Washington state at the time. She was in Florida. And so I was fairly disconnected from the family just because of, of distance and location. Um, and she remarried and I, I felt like I, I was, it just caught me off guard. I wasn't prepared that she was remarrying and, you know, was moving and, and having this other person in her life. And, um, I just felt really disconnected from her and, um, and we had another blow up and I didn't talk to her for, for a number of months after that as well. Um, and so it's, you know, why did I estrange from her in during those times? I mean, I've, I've given you some, um, examples of that, but I think the important pieces to, to remember is that, um, you know, there was, you know, I talked about the sibling favoritism, talked about her marriage and, and me feeling left out and not included. And I don't mean included as in, you know, be in her wedding or things like that, but just, or, and not that I need, she needed to have my permission to get married, but I just felt like it went from, hey, I'm dating this guy to, hey, I'm getting married in a very short period of time. And I was like, how did, how did this happen? Like, I felt like I had missed out on part of her life. Um, and so it caught me really off guard. So, um, what, when I think about estrangement for me as the adult child, I'm like, what, what was I wanting from my mom that I wasn't getting? What did I want her to do that she wasn't doing? 
what did I want her to say that she wasn't saying? Or what was she saying that I didn't want her to say? Or what was she doing that I did not want her to do? Um, and I think that the bottom line for me, it was never, you know, this, you didn't get me a gift and you got her a gift. It wasn't anything like that. Um, well, I will say this. It wasn't, that may have, those things type of things may have been the surface level things. It's kind of like in a marriage, you know, and you start having relationship issues and it, people talk about, you know, the socks on the floor and, you know, the wet wet towel um, on the floor instead of being hung up. And it, that's not the issue. Those are symptoms. The, what, the issue is what, what's lying beneath that. And that always comes back to feelings and emotions. And for me, I didn't, I didn't feel like I ever had my mom's undivided attention that wasn't somehow connected to my sister. Okay. I just never felt like she and I could just have a conversation and, a, and be in relationship with one another without some something from someone else. And that was either in conversation, you know, having just a conversation with my mom and she would say, oh, well, I talked to your sister yesterday and she said this and that and the other thing. And I'm like, I don't want to hear about my sister. I just didn't. I want, I wanted her undivided attention. And yes, I was in my mid thirties. Yes, I had family of my own. And yes, as most adult parents say, you ought to know better. You're a grown adult with a family of your own. You should know that it's not all about you. You're right. It wasn't all about me. However, it stemmed from my childhood. It stemmed from my childhood of not feeling like I ever had my mom's undivided attention. And that was what was running my show. That's what was driving my bus for years. And I never understood that, never realized that until I got myself into therapy. And so it was after getting into therapy, after my estrangement with my daughters, that I was able to finally go, oh my God, now I understand why I was so frustrated with my mom. Now I get why why I felt like I needed to estrange. And then that rolled over to my children. Oh, now maybe I can understand a little bit about maybe why they estranged. I didn't have specifics on why they estranged, but maybe they, they estranged because of how I was, how they were feeling when they were around me. Not that I was making them feel a particular way, but because of how they felt when we were together because of how I felt when I was with my mom. Now, did my mom set out to intentionally do these things? No. Did she set out to intentionally hurt me? No. What she did do is when I talked to her about these things in, in the way that the only way that I knew how I was met with resistance because my mom is a type of person that shuts down when there's high conflict and there's anger and there's loud words and there's things like that. She, she, she can't receive that information. She views it as a personal attack. And while I didn't think that that's what I was doing, that was how she perceived it. 
And so because she perceived it that way, we were not able to have a healthy conversation because she shut down. And then when she shut down, I got more angry and I got louder. And the louder I got, the more she shut down. And eventually we just went our separate ways because we couldn't have a healthy conversation. So I did my inner work. I started working on myself, albeit because of the estrangement experience with my own children. However, I started doing my own work. And when I got through therapy um, with this particular piece of my life, I was able to finally have a conversation with my mom. And I, I want to tell you this because it was so profound and I actually saw the results, the very good, healthy results of my doing my work and having that conversation with my mom just very recently. So um, again, my estrangement with my girls started in 2016. We were estranged from, for a year and two years, and then we've been reconciled since. So in 2019, I had a, my parents came out for a visit and I had an occasion to have a conversation with them one night <clears throat> about things that, you know, in my past that, you know, where I had been hurt and um, just not happy with our relationship. And I, I talked with her one night and I said, mom, do you remember, you know, when I had this conversation with you at the girls' birthday parties um, and, and you told me, you know, um, that you couldn't, you know, you, you were not able to help me at that point in time. It was a financial request I had of my mom. Um, and she told me she couldn't help me because she may need to help my sister. And I remember just the gut punch. I mean, I just felt like, wow. Um, it, you know, instead of just saying to me, I'm not able to help you right now. What she said to me was, I'm not able to help you because I may have to help your sister. And so that hurt me. That hurt me deeply. And so in 2019, I was able to have a conversation with her about that hurt. And I talked to her about that. And she said then, she said, I had no idea. I had no idea that what I had said to you hurt you the way that it did. And I am so sorry. But it's important to know that when I had that conversation with her in 2019, I was calm, I was collected, I was not triggered, and I was able to have a, a conversation with her that she was able to receive because I wasn't loud, I wasn't angry, I wasn't screaming, and she wasn't shutting down. So we had that conversation. Fast forward to just a few weeks ago. Mom and I are on the phone, we're having a conversation, um, and she's telling me about something about, um, you know, potentially maybe going and moving closer to my sister because my sister has some health issues. And my mom says to me, you know, considering moving over here to be near your sister because I may need to help her. And I didn't think much of it when she said it. I I'd had a a fleeting thought of, oh, of course, here we go again. She's going to go help my sister. Um, but I didn't think a whole lot about it and hung up after that conversation. 
went on about my way. Within a few minutes, my mom called back. And I thought, well, I wonder why she's calling back because it was totally not like her. And she called and she said, I just want you to know that I, I am sorry. And I said, for what, mom? And she said, I remember when you told me about that conversation when I said that I couldn't help you because I might need to help your sister and how that hurt you. And then I realized that I just said basically the same thing by saying I may need to move and be closer to your sister so that I can help her. And, and I just want you to know, I'm, I'm sorry. I did. I, I should not have said that. And I can't tell you what that meant to me because that told me that my mom had listened. She heard what I had said in 2019, 2019, it's 2021, two years later, she remembered that that statement hurt me and she recognized what she had said this time and she called back and made an apology. Now, I didn't expect her to do that. I wasn't, I wasn't expecting anything. But she did. And I can't tell you how healing that was for me. For my mom to understand, to hear my pain. And I am, I'm 52 years old. And it's still, uh, obviously I'm emotional about this. It means something to our adult children when we can hear their pain. When we can say, I am sorry, I hurt you. Without, without a, but I did the best I could. But I was only trying to do what I thought was right. She just apologized. She heard, she listened to me, and she heard my pain. And she apologized for hurting me. With no caveats. And that is what our adult children are asking for. Our adult children are asking to be heard. To be respected. And to receive apologies for the ways that we have hurt them intentionally or not. And I know that most parents don't do not intentionally hurt their children, but by the very nature of being human beings, we screw up and we hurt our children. But the way to heal that, to heal their hurt, and to heal the rifts between us is to recognize their hurt. So I don't, I don't, I hope that, that what I have said today has given you something to think about. If you're an estranged adult child listening to this episode, I want you to know that you can reach out to me and I will listen. 
I will listen. I know I'm not your mom. And I know that I can't take away that pain. But I'm here to listen to you. Whether you want to share your story on this podcast or not. I recognize the importance of being heard. Of having your pain witnessed. Because I too have been that estranged adult child who was hurting and needed my parent to hear my pain. And if you're an estranged parent, if you're an estranged mom, and you want to know how how to do this, how to maybe peel back the layers to see what you're missing, because I had that. I was like, what am I missing? I don't understand. And it took a my therapist, a neutral third party person, to be able to help me to peel those those layers back, <clears throat> excuse me, to figure out a way to find out what I was missing. If you're an estranged parent and you're wanting help with that, I'm I'm here and I am willing to help you. Because my bottom line with this podcast is to help to heal the relationships between parents and their adult children. So I'll close this episode today. And I want to, again, thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing this podcast with others. And again, I hope that there's some bit of some nugget somewhere within the words that I have said today that will give you a reason to pause and to, to think about things maybe in a different, different way than what you've done thus far. And that maybe, hopefully, it can help set you on a path to reconciliation. Maybe not overnight. Maybe not a month or a year from now. But maybe someday. So... Again, if you would like to reach out to me and share your story, just want to talk with me, what have you, I can be reached at theestrangedheart at gmail.com. Again, theestrangedheart at gmail.com. I'm also on Instagram, and you can direct message me there as well as on Facebook. Again, you can direct message me there as well. Um, and both of those are The Estranged Heart. Please take care of yourselves. Please don't get into a place of beating yourself up for things you didn't know at the time. Give yourself some grace. And understand that life is a process. The important pieces that we're learning as we go. And learning to understand and maybe see things differently and through the eyes of someone else. Until next time. <laughs>